Utah's best sports radio is on the Zone Sports Network. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is... And it's time to kick off Utah's most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Our next guests are the co-hosts of the very popular radio program entitled The Big Show. The Big Show. This is The Big Show. They call me Hollywood. Here come The Big Show. Big Show. show. Ladies and gentlemen, The Big Show. It's The Big Show. Is everybody ready? Today is Tuesday, right? Take extra care to follow the instructions or you'll be put to sleep. And don't forget Taco Tuesdays. Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. It is the big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. Jake Scott with you live at RGS Exteriors. Uh, we'll be talking about it throughout the show. No, I just thought I blew your ears out right there, Johnny. No, okay, all right. Austin Horton producing today, of course, at uh, Vivint, or at our Carrier Zone studio, studios at Vivint Arena. And uh, I hear him in the background, so I think we have him. Uh, safely social distancing from Casa de Monson, the one, the only, Gordon Monson. Gordon, hello. Hello. Did you hear me hey, burping? Did you hear me burping and belching? Yeah, I did. Yeah, what did you just eat? Some some Gouda? Some brie? Uh, just knocked out some, cracker, some crackers? Some cheese and some soup. Oh, yeah. Well, you do love uh, what, uh, soup. What kind of soup? Uh, just kind of chicken noodle. Oh, uh, not tomato soup? No. Okay. Isn't that what Britain accused you of uh, loving was tomato soup? I think he just said soup. I don't just, remember the uh, tomato. Just plain soup? Mm-hmm. Uh, I see. Well, uh, how are you today, Gordon? You doing well? Yes, I am. I'm doing very well. How are you, Jake? Out and about? Yeah, living the dream, hanging out with uh, Tim and his crew here at RGS. However, Tim is not here today. So we will be talking to uh, Ross uh, a little bit later on. But uh, anything having to do with the exterior of your home, uh, these guys will uh, handle it for you. I believe Ross specializes in gutters, so maybe we'll dig into that a little bit further today. But uh, these guys are great. Uh, RGS uh, Exteriors uh, and Construction, RGSUtahSiting.com is the website uh, to go to. So we'll be talking about that throughout the show. Tell Ross to get out of the gutter. Wow. Uh, you need some gutter work, don't you, Jake? Wow. Uh, well, yeah, I got I got a lot going on, Gordo. Actually, my issues <laughs> uh, were are are not necessarily with the gutters. However, the gutters are a byproduct of a different issue. And uh, actually, uh, I used RGS to actually diagnose the problem. This is what good people they are. They could have easily looked at me and said, "Look at this moron. We're going to take him for a ride," <laughs> uh, and uh, and sold me something I didn't need. But uh, but they were like, "No, this this isn't necessarily your problem," and uh, identified something else for me. So like, you know, that's how they do. They're not huh. uh, they're not out there to to take advantage of the of the situation because they certainly could have. <laughs> yeah, when they, they did. Came over they did house. some brickwork for me, and and uh, so yeah, those guys, uh, they're uh, they are diversified, and they do all kinds of work. Um, oh look at this, we got some breaking John Canzano news. Uh, John Canzano is going to be on the show today, Gordon. We talked about his column yesterday in the Oregonian. Uh, there's some other stuff out today from Wilner, um, which uh, which we'll get to later on in the show. Uh, but a good get by Austin Canzano, perfect guy to talk to today. Top of the four o'clock hour. Bowler will be on with us at uh, five, and uh, we love it when Bowler drops by the show. Uh, always can't miss radio for sure. Um, but Canzano, uh, Gordon says, Pac-12 has informed 50 furloughed employees that they will be returning to work in waves over the next several weeks. Per source. Oh, good. So that's that's, that's good some news. good news. Uh, yeah. I don't I don't know whether it's good news relative to how many were uh, furloughed, but at least some of them getting back to work. Yeah, that's uh, that's always good. Um, I've I've been to San Francisco a few times in, in my life, and it seems to me like that would be a really crappy city to be furloughed in. Oh yeah, because <laughs> it's so expensive. Because yeah. everything's so expensive. 
Uh-huh. Yeah, that would be a that would be a crappy city to be furloughed in for sure. So I don't know. There's there's a little good news. Uh, but uh, Canzano on the show at four. That's going to be it, it's always a great conversation with him. Uh, but uh, thought the stuff that he reported on yesterday uh, was was pretty fascinating. Uh, I mean, certainly if his uh, reporting holds up, which he has a pretty good record. I mean, to it, it goes against everything the Pac-12 has been selling selling for over a decade. So this shows you, know. you how bad it was for me when you informed me via John that. Uh, none of the networks wanted the Pac-12 network. I thought you meant that none of the other networks wanted the Pac-12. <laughs> right. You know, and that's that was a, on me. I, I that's how bad. That's how bad it's gotten. No. I mean, that, that's how yeah. bad it's gotten. I, I mean, I don't know. It's just such a mess right now, and a lot of rearranging needing to go on there. And I really can't imagine that rearranging going on for too much longer under the leadership of Larry Scott. I, I just uh, – and John has written this. Uh, Wilner has been on that. Uh, you and I have expressed our opinions on that. It just seems like it's been run shabbily. Uh, and just to reset, because I, I do. Sometimes I, I get into the weeds and don't explain things very well. But uh, Canzano reported a few things yesterday. But one of one of the things he reported on was – the, the Pac-12 has been selling the narrative uh, really since the creation of the Pac-12 network that this was some sort of forward-thinking, inspired way to do it. And, uh, you know, everybody almost probably now has come to the consensus is it didn't work. Well, they're selling the, well, we really tried and uh, we were trying to be visionaries. And, uh, boy, yeah, it's expensive. But, you know, we were trying to create a windfall for y'all. And um, kind of what he reported <laughs> yesterday was that narrative is, is, is not true that uh, none of the networks wanted to partner with the Pac-12 to create the network, so they really had to do it themselves, which is not not what has been communicated over the years, which is, is really, really interesting, considering they blew out the budget to create and run the network. Why? Did he get specific about the reasoning behind that? Uh, behind what? what why, why would none of the networks want to get involved? Because the value probably wasn't there. Well, yeah, I, I mean, I mean, that's just mind blowing to me. Because I mean, they they they're in it to make some money, and yeah. they didn't think they could make money uh, investing in a in a network in the Pac-12 network. Yeah. Hmm. What does that say? Does that talk about the interest of the fan bases in 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 the Pac-12? Does it talk about the uh, lack of uh, what what uh, scintillating play? Does it does it say they don't they, nobody wanted to partner with that particular leadership? What uh, what? How do you this, interpret that? This sounds like a wonderful question for John Canzano at four because I would be really curious to to hear his answer. Maybe maybe the vision of the network wasn't something they wanted to get in business with. Huh. Maybe the Pac-12 was was trying to reinvent the wheel. Maybe they were difficult to deal with. I don't know, but. It couldn't have been that Jake. it wasn't their choosing to not uh, to not partner with the network which has been extremely lucrative and successful for other leagues that went the opposite direction that, that, the sec that, network that, that, is just that, printing money with espn yeah same thing as what i my reaction was yesterday it's i'm almost it's incredulous you know how how could how can nobody want to partner with that league in presenting the product, that, 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 that's remarkable. It really is. Well, the footprint works against them. Um, you know, the majority of Americans, I don't know what uh, DJ often references this stat. I'm trying to remember what it is, but is it two-thirds of Americans uh, live east of the Rocky Mountains? Or maybe it's east of the Mississippi. I, 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 I can't recall. Uh, but there, there aren't as many people out here. Most of the people are, are in one particular state, in one particular area, as opposed to the entire eastern seaboard where I, the ACC I, and the SEC have the luxury of that. I don't, I, I'm not sure. I get, I get all that. But, and I grew up on the East Coast. But I loved watching Pac-12 football. I, I loved watching the Trojans or the Bruins. Or, and I, I mean, that, that, was, that was a part of – you know, the stuff, the Rose Bowl, I mean, it was easy 
to want to watch that. It was easy to want to see what was going on out there. Yeah. I know I know Florida is sort of taking over California as the wacky capital, but I mean I was attracted to those products. I wanted to see what was going on. I remember as a kid growing up that I I wanted to see uh, these schools out on the West Coast, even though I didn't live on the West Coast. But I I don't know what's gone awry. Well, we'll we'll ask John about it coming up at at 4 because, you know, going into the next round of of negotiations for television, you know, where – where is this conference headed? Uh, on top of how do you now salvage this situation with this Pac-12 network? You know, how do you how do you fix what you've got there? I mean, there's some easy solutions that we can all point at, like, you know, cut Larry Scott's salary for doing such a bad job and get him out of San Francisco yesterday. Um, I mean, I understand but, but the desire I, to – You know, it's, it's more a, than I, that. I understand the desire to be in San Francisco. It's a gorgeous city. Uh, it, it, it's just the times that I've been there when I were when I wasn't stuck in traffic, I would just look out across that, uh, skyline and the bay and I'd think, Oh, wow, what a beautiful place this is. But, but if it's costing you over $8 million a year to have your headquarters there, uh, something tells me that's not a good idea. If, if, you know the the leadership, or or if uh, the schools in California could uh, swallow their arrogance for thirty seconds, and look at a place like Salt Lake City, they'd move it in a heartbeat. Salt Lake's the perfect place to have that network because it's right in the middle. It's where two major inter, uh, interstates uh, um, uh, connect. And if you talk to people in the TV world, it's super easy to get TV trucks in and out of here. Uh, and it's a crossroads of the country. The, the property and that's where the cost of living is, is significantly less. But, you know, the, the snootiness of it all, like we need to be in San Francisco because life certainly does not exist outside of San Francisco. I Nobody mean, wants to be in Hooterville. <laughs> yeah, well, Hooterville would be a lot better spot for uh, it, it, to, to run a network. And our <laughs> airport rocks. Let's not forget about that. It's it's a super easy place to, to do it if they were you, smart. You go live in Utah. I don't yeah, you know, I I think Yogi Roth would gladly move to Utah. <laughs> uh, you could get Derek Harper to maybe fill a position somewhere. Well, we'll and, name and, it the Derek Harper Ronnie Cycli headquarters. And isn't it's not even San Francisco isn't even the traditional home of the Pac-12, right? Where where that was head, Walnut Creek? Wasn't yes, it? right. I mean, I don't know what uh, property values are in Walnut Creek, but it's got to be less than I don't know the most expensive place to be in the country. <laughs> Yep, somebody, I think you said it right. I think Garrigan's took over and uh, uh, appearances, and that was a mistake. So, yeah, there have been a whole lot of bad decisions, but we have talked a lot about those over the past months. Uh, Do you know off the top of your head where the Southeastern Conference headquarters are? Birmingham. Where's the Big Ten? Boy. Rosemont, Illinois. That's outside not, of Chicago, right? But not yeah. downtown Chicago. It's not saddling up next to the Art Institute. <laughs> it's right next to the Rivers Casino de Plaine. Well, it's not in the Sears Tower? It's not right there on Michigan Avenue. Got to be inside the loop. It is right. It's it's literally connected to the O'Hare Airport. Yeah. Well, that's not a nice part of town necessarily. Um. Anyway, I just it, stuff like that is ridiculous, but it doesn't. You've really... got the Donald E. Stevens Museum of Hummels. Wow, that's something. Uh, it doesn't really, even that doesn't really entirely solve the problem. How do you get the network on television, or how uh, on Directv, etc., or how do you get an investor in the network? What do you got to do to get Fox or ESPN to take the burden of running a network off your hands? What do you got to do? I mean, how that, that's got to be a big thing, right? Yeah. So, anyway, it'll it'll be interesting to talk to uh, to John about that. That's not it wasn't in t- intended to be our lead today, Gordon. You uh, have proposed an interesting Utes and Cougars uh, topic. Why don't we get to that in our split story, Austin? If you please. 
Two guys, two topics, two, two, two. two opinions. You talk, give me two. This is the split story of the day on 975-1280 the zone and the zone sports network. Phil Steele joining us here on 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. I'm curious what you think of Utah. Utah's in good shape because those are two very highly touted quarterbacks coming out of high school. Two quarterbacks with good size, have experience, have been in big-time programs. So I think whichever guy wins that race, they're in pretty good shape there. I'm wondering who's going to replace Zach Moss. I think Jordan Wilmore, when you look at him, he's not very tall. He's only 5'8", but he's thick, and he's got some breakaway ability. But when you're running behind that offensive line, there's some big boys on the O-line. I read at the number 30 race offensive line. Lack of height doesn't bother me at all because that allows you to hide a little bit behind the O-line. So I think Utah's going to be in good shape this year. It's going to be more of a reload than a rebuild. BYU last year just had an unbelievable season with the maddening nature. What's your indication as far as what you think for them? Well, I've talked to Coach Sataki each year of his five years. This is by far the best team he's put on the field. And you go back to last year. Part of the reason for that up and down thing was all the different players they lost to injury. They had 49 different players start a game last year. That was number one in the FBS. But top to bottom, this is the deepest, best team Coach Sataki's put on the field. There's really not an overall weak spot on this team. I think this is BYU's best team yet. So we might see a big-time record increase for BYU this year. That was Phil Steele. Not Phil Still, but Phil Steele. Uh, from July, uh, jumping on uh, on with DJ and PK. Uh, Gordon, set up this, uh, this topic we're going to dig into a little bit today. Well, uh, ordinarily, I would think that the Utes were in advance of the Cougars uh, based on the fact that uh, a wise man once said, Jake, the best predictor of the future is? The past? The past. And Did so you I say would, that? Was it a wise man? Was it? <laughs> no, I was not. That did not originate with me. No, okay. I don't know who that originated with. You know, it, if we asked uh, Mr. Know It All, he probably would give us some idea as to you know who originated that saying. Somebody, um, I mean, and sometimes these things get attributed to multiple people uh, because multiple people say them, and nobody knows who said it first. But anyway, uh, it was not me. It was not me. Okay. Uh, but uh, I I still kind of lean on that a little bit, even though we haven't seen the Utes play, and we've seen the Cougars uh, on most occasions look rather impressive. Uh, but my, my, I guess my gut reaction to it would be, well, the Utes, because the Cougars can't beat them. And uh, there are other reasons as well, but uh, that much is certainly true. What is it, nine straight now? Uh, yeah, nine nine in ten years, right? Yeah, something like that. So, anyway, uh, I, I would, I would uh, kind of think the Utes would be better than the Cougars, but the Cougars have looked uh, really good thus far uh, against questionable competition. So all you BYU fans out there, don't at me and say you're a you. You know, or just come on. Let's uh, let's look at this objective and try and figure it out. Yeah, Austin, that uh, <laughs> you better play them both if you're going to do that to me. Go Cougars. Uh, yeah. So anyway, I just I just think the Utes have a better football program right now than BYU does. And so uh, I would give the Utes the edge this year as well. Um, However, we haven't seen the Utes play yet. I just think that their coffers are a little deeper than what the Cougars have. You heard Phil Steele talk about how BYU has more depth this year. but And obviously, uh, isn't the entire Utah defensive secondary in the NFL right now? I mean... That's pretty remarkable. So uh, they did lose some talent, but uh, something tells me they've got more where that came from. So I I think it's an intriguing thing to think about, and it does uh, anger me in, in a way because we should have seen that game. You know, we should be we should have seen BYU play Utah. I lament the fact it's that it's not safe, Jake. We're not going to see it. I, no, I mean it's just. 
I'm just bummed. Whatever we want to put there, I, I would love to have seen that football game this year because I, I think it had the potential to be to be really, uh, really good. And I get well, the it would have been. It definitely would have been informative. I get the the history point that you're making. However, I will say, you know, Broncos, Wahoos uh, get the Hokies once every 15 years. You know, <laughs> just because it's it's happened for a while. Does hey, I'm Jake be, Scott, and I'm the newest Wahoo. <laughs> it does not. Uh, I hate that. That's so bad. I hate that so much. Uh, but it doesn't mean that it's it's not possible. So if there were to be a year where BYU were to would to uh, have snapped that streak, this would have been a good candidate, because we we like to draw the line at when Utah got into the Pac-12 and say, well, that's where the separation began. But the the truth is, Utah had been putting a good football product out on the field for a while. And so had BYU, and that's why it, it remained even. But then BYU started to ebb and flow at the quarterback position, in my opinion. And that was part of the separation, too. Because historically, when BYU has given Utah a run for their money, going back to 03 when Urban Meyer arrived, is when they had a baller, upperclassman quarterback, and a good offensive line. And those things are both factual this year. Um, with with BYU now we can debate on just how good Zach Wilson is but I think his resume thus far proves that he's a pretty capable quarterback oh, yeah. um, and then you look at the other side where Utah uh, and you can you can look back to their run where they've ebb and flowed has been when they're when they have a bunch of upperclassmen like last year they're really really good oh four oh eight true then they're really good when they've got a bunch of players who've been in the system for a long time and, uh, and and really can go out there and execute what Coach Witt wants, especially defensively. And that's not true this year, as you point out, with all the new bodies. The X factor, of course, is Utah, and now they're in the Pac-12. How much depth have they built up, and how would they perform you know, turning it over? And we've seen different evidence of that, too. I go back to a game I covered, uh, 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 Gordon where the Utes beat UCLA down in the Rose Bowl. And remember Coach Witt said, uh, you know, uh, bowl eligible. Bowl eligible on three. One, two, three, bowl eligible. You remember that game? Uh, Utah was supposed to be down that year. And they had a weird year where they were young and they were good and they outperformed expectation. That was not the last upset they pulled off that year. So that's why this would have been a fun game to see because there's – there's trends on both sides, you know. What kind of Ute football team do we see? And we see a pretty good BYU one. So, uh, long story short, I'm just bummed we're not going to see it. Uh, yeah, and that's that's sort of where I'm basing uh, my opinion on more out of what I've seen out of the past number of years beyond just the head-to-head battle because the games have mostly been close. Yes, true. I mean, that's well chronicled. These teams, if they're going to play each other, it's smart to bet that the score will be, the margin will be slight. Right. And that's a compliment to both programs. But but overall, the, the, the talent level and the amounts of talent in the Utah program has been larger than it has at BYU. The recruiting has been better. And uh, I, I maybe you can say, I think you probably can. That the coaching has been better. Well, it's been it's been more consistent because Kyle Whittingham has been there forever. You know, I think Kalani Sataki learned some lessons in his first couple of years. I think he had to learn. Well, a that's of second things. year. I mean, come yeah. on. Yeah, he had to learn how to manage a locker room and how to do some head coachy type stuff. And I think he'd even admit that to you. I know Coach Witt when he first took the job. It is, uh, it admitted some of that where he had a real learning curve, or maybe it was a couple of years down the line where he said, you know, looking back on my first year, I had I had some stuff I had to learn. So I, there's you a, mean there's after a, after the clueless Kyle episode? <laughs> uh, yeah, that might have that might have come in there somewhere. Did, that was did not somebody, mine. Did somebody that was, that was write a, mine. No, did somebody write a column mine. with that headline? Somebody wrote a column, but that was not the basis of the column. That was just somebody's headline. But I remember, right. you know I what, mean, I like to I like to bust your chops a lot, but I remember that column and that 
I don't think you even used the word clueless in that column. No, that was ridiculous. But, no, but I do true. like to fan I mean, the flames with that story because Kyle Whittingham did hold up that column in the locker room as <laughs> bulletin board material. <laughs> well, you can thank somebody on the desk. I wonder who they played the. I wonder who they played the next week if they just steamrolled the team. Yeah, I don't know. We don't should know. look into that uh, because I yeah I remember you you and and Coach Witt was grumpy with you for a while. Oh yeah, I finally I, I finally talked to him. I said, "Look, uh, Kyle, uh, I did not uh, write that that headline, but uh, whatever. I, I mean, look, look, you, if you look at the trajectory of Kyle Whittingham as a head coach, he's done nothing but get better. And uh, you know, if you talk to him about it, he would say, "Well, I've gotten better players, you know, because he's always very forthcoming with that sort of thing. That it depends on the talent that you recruit." And the Utes have done a better job of that. And they have some advantages that BYU doesn't have. Maybe some people would look at BYU and say they have some advantages. Well, maybe they do, maybe they don't. Uh, but obviously the Utes' advantages are clear to see in the conference they play in, unless you talk to various uh, networks around the country, and they'll tell you that that's no real advantage at all. I have a funny off-the-air story about That was a joke. I know. Okay. I know. I hear those. That was, that was a joke. I didn't a get a setup. chuckle. It was a long Were you so busy there. thinking about what you were going to say next that so you didn't stop to laugh? No, I was just moving on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that was a joke, by the way. Uh, <laughs> you have no, to I've, say that. You know it failed. I have, uh, I have a funny off-the-air story that's somewhat related to you and Coach Witt mending your relationship after that. Uh, what, what, did I park incorrectly or something? No, 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 no. Uh, no you Parking actually, stall lines are merely suggestions. No, I, all I'll say, because there's a lot more to the story again but off the air, but the first time Coach Witt came back on the big show after that relationship was mended, we had some significant technical difficulties during the interview that led to some <laughs> some interesting drama after <laughs> after the interview was over. You know, I almost hit Kyle Whittingham once with my car. Not a surprise. Um, yeah, he, he was crossing from the stadium over to where he parked, and I, I guess I was going a little too fast, and it was dark. It was long after a game one night. That was, wow, that's that, an interesting That would have just been terrific. But I mean, can you imagine that? If you hit Kyle Whittingham with your car. Yeah. I can't imagine that. He'd be doing the show from the point today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, well, yeah. I, well, I don't think I would have would have killed him, but I I, I might have you know, knocked him over. I don't which think you'd be getting good. much access at the old University of Utah. <laughs> <laughs> you think RSL pulled your credential? <laughs> uh, yeah. Never, well. Yeah. Anyway. Kyle definitely has gotten better as as a head coach at Utah through the years. And, uh, you know, he's a smart guy, and I think he's figured a lot of things out. And Kalani's smart, too, and he's doing likewise, as you pointed out. I'll never forget after that second year when they had that losing record. um, And the records since then have been, you know, seven and six, whatever. But uh, he uh, when we interviewed him, he, he essentially said exactly what you said Kyle admitted to. He said, I made some mistakes, you know. And he's corrected a lot of those, and it seems like uh, BYU is heading in the right direction on account of it, or at yep. least in part to that. All right, we are live here at RGS Exteriors and Construction. Uh, Tim not here today, so Ross jumped on with us. He's the general manager. And, uh, you know, Ross, we, we like to mix it up. You know, I don't know what Tim's out there doing, but it's good to see you, buddy. How are you? Good, good. Thanks. I don't know what Tim's doing either. Thanks for having us. You're probably, you know, uh, drawing up some schemes on the gridiron. Yeah, possibly. Uh, he, no, actually, I think he's measuring homes today, so. Well, that sounds exciting. <laughs> hopefully he's got the show on in his ear. Uh, or actually, hopefully not, and we could, we'll, like, give away the house. You want to do a, a, a Ross special <laughs> and just, you know, really blow it out? 
Yeah, unfortunately. I, I guarantee he's listening. So. so, yeah, so that would get you in trouble then. Oh, Tim, ig- ignore the, the past 30 seconds of the show. Uh, but we are here. The website is rgsutahsighting.com. And, Ross, we'll, we'll talk about it all, but let's, let's start with kind of your specialty. Let's talk a little bit about gutters because now is not a bad time of year to, you know, think about gutters. Sure, sure. Well, RGS uh, exteriors with that uh, – it's actually rain gutter specialties is what we've been for a lot of years, multiple generations. And then uh, a while back, we decided to get into the siding game, and that's that's kind of evolved. And now we're pretty much full exteriors. It's been a few years since we've kind of got our siding in order, and uh, we had a lot of crews. And now gutter's just part of it, you know. It used to be the main part of it. And I've actually been here when I first started um, – it was it was the old man, and then Tim and I, uh, Tim Jr. The it, he was on his way to college, so he trained me up when he left, and it was just me and the old man, and that was about 21 years ago, awesome. somewhere in there. So awesome. So I've been here a little bit, um, but yeah, I I run the gutter division, I do some other stuff, but uh, my main job is uh, my main job is to run the gutter crews, and we have more gutter crews than you know, probably anybody in the country, to be honest. I wow. don't know I don't know of anybody bigger. I mean that's. I don't. I sound kind of braggadocious there. <laughs> that's a, no, but we've, cool. we've been doing it a long awesome. time. Um, we've got a lot of guys. Um, we know what we're doing. We know what it takes to be around a long time. So, so here's my question for you then: With all the you know, over the years and all that experience, what is the weirdest thing that you guys have found stuck in in a rain gutter? Because I'm sure there's a lot of baseballs. I'm sure there's a lot of. But what's the most bizarre thing you've been like? Wow, you alive got this or dead? Up. <laughs> Either or, alive. So My gosh, imagine you've got a badger in your gutter. You know that would be no. What's the weirdest thing? You know, I don't. I don't know off the top of my head. You know, some strange things. Obviously, balls are the biggest. <laughs> tennis balls. See, tennis balls. Uh, um, we found. We've found animals, dead animals. We find that a lot. Unfortunately, probably <laughs> that's. It's kind of gross when when you're doing that. Um, you find things that you would never think would be on a roof, uh, toys that you would think would be played on a beach. Instead, they're on top of somebody's roof. Um, we found, you know, we've uh, – I don't know. I guess I, oh, we'll just move on uh, from this like, topic. No, <laughs> I, I, I know what you're talking about with the tennis ball because when I was a kid, uh, I used to use uh, my, my parents' garage as a backboard, uh, which, you know, probably wasn't real good for the garage. But uh, occasionally a tennis ball would get loose on me and get up there on the roof, and it was always a bummer because the gutter, of course, would always catch it. And uh, would I tell anybody about that? No. Why right. would I just went into the garage and got another tennis ball? Well, and we used to throw baseballs on our roof, and sometimes you know, they hit the lip of the gutter. They <laughs> rarely get stuck, but I'm sure my dad's gutters had a dozen baseballs in them, and we never got up there and cleaned them out. But Awesome. Well, Ross, we appreciate you having us. Uh, we love you guys here at RGS. Uh, you're the best. Thanks for taking uh, taking such great care of our listeners. All right. RGSUtahSiding.com. RGSUtahSiding.com. More next, 97.5 and 1280, The Zone. Big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone, live at RGS Construction and Exteriors. Um, it's a Total Request Tuesday, and the, the theme is, uh, and Austin came up with this today, songs to listen to when you're over it, whatever that means to you, and, uh, and sends, this one, uh, sends this one on in. Gordon, have I, have I ever told you the story involving this song and my dear mother? No, you haven't. Um, so we were, we were on family vacation. Uh, we were in the Outer Banks and, uh, the, this bar had a cover band that uh, my brother and I had seen the night before and it was a really fun show. And we said they were playing again and, uh, we got the rest of the family to come out and we said, you're going to love it. Uh, you know, played a wide variety of songs and it was just like a, just a really fun, upbeat band. And so my, my mother and father, uh, come along and, uh, and you know how there's two versions of that song, right? <laughs> okay. Yeah, and you know what the other version of that song says? It, it it's much more offensive. Uh, using uh, it doesn't uh, say forget you. <laughs> using a word only Lloyd uses <laughs> with his children. Uh, <laughs> it, it's a little bit different. And and my mom really likes that song. And so when it came on, she was fired up. You know, clapping along or whatever. 
and then the the chorus came on and the cover band sang the other version and she did not know there was another version and she, and she <laughs> was a little surprised the look on her face was whoa hey <laughs> and what are we uh, doing here? and we had to tell her we had to say no there's there's an, uh, a radio version and there's a not radio version uh but anyway she had a good time is it okay to use the term <laughs> she was just a little surprised by the vulgarity of a song she she really liked <laughs> Did she uh, was she able to enjoy the song anyway? Yes, yeah, she was she was fine. I just think she was she was just a little caught off guard. That's all because that wasn't the the really vibe of the show. You know, there wasn't a whole lot of other cursing going on. So I think she was just a little surprised. So what you're saying is that if you're going to curse a little, you might as well curse a lot. Might as well go the whole way. Uh, no, 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 no. Because she didn't storm out or anything. I mean, she wasn't. Uh, you know. She she dealt with it. It was fine. I think if if it were one of those you know where this is just going to be a, a, a vulgar show, first of all, I probably would not have invited her to it. I just had forgotten that they sang that version of the song uh, when I was you know I would have warned her had I remembered. Oh okay. But they did sing the same version when you heard them the first time. They did, and I had forgotten about it because the rest okay. of the show was really fun. And, uh, well, that that part of the show is really fun. She just, you know, that, that word is, is not anywhere near her vocabulary. Is there anyone you would be embarrassed to be with when foul language is used? Yeah, my mother. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when you're the one doing the recommending. You can't uh, beat Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, so. There you go. You, you know, anybody you'd be particularly embarrassed uh, being around when, when vulgar language is used? Uh, I, I think young children uh, don't need to hear that. Yeah, Lloyd. Yeah, Lloyd. <laughs> Way to go, Lloyd. Uh, but but I, are you, uh, well, I guess, yeah, you are kind of embarrassed when it's when it, there's a curse word dropped uh, around uh, young children. Yeah, what what about if you're in church? Them? That's funny. Has that happened to you before? Maybe. That's not embarrassing. That's funny. Who swears at church? If I if I heard a curse word in like a church sermon or something, I'd I would laugh. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you're just so bored that you say things out loud that you thought were inside your head. Really? Oh yeah. That's happened to you? No, maybe me. What what wait, what word? Ah, shut the hell up. Stop it. You said that in yep. open church? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. I was in the foyer. So. Not not because you were you were cursing per se, but that you actually Church ended at noon and it was 12:12. It was time. <laughs> Nothing you here. can say after noon is going to save my soul. Church there's ends couple, at noon. There's a couple things here. First of all, isn't it foyer? I mean, where did where did we get into the using the French version of the word that's when I it came to church? Uh, no, I know, but I've heard other people say that too. Because excuse second, my French. Yeah. No, no. Second, yeah, exactly. Second of all, I think we need anybody out there. Uh, you can uh, tweet at. I want to know because I I have heard stories in the past about someone dropping the S word or the uh, you know words like that in church, and uh, so I, I'd like to hear uh, over the podium is particularly uh, problematic but if anyone has ever heard that i would i would love to hear those stories so austin i at, I, at gordon bonson at jake scott zone at austin horton let us know what your experience has been in that regard i guarantee austin at least half the congregation laughed to themselves at least well there was at you saying that the good thing is there was only two other people out in the foyer with me and uh, they kind of did snicker <laughs> this was well, when i was in a, a young single adult ward as, it, as it's called so oh man 10 minutes over you know, uh, i couldn't that, believe i had sat there that long but there, there was there a cute be, girl i wanted to talk to and, uh, you know i'm not the the most church going guy but there should be a a, a rule against that like like an enforceable rule yeah like the mic be, cuts off yeah right <laughs> come on pride pride from the pulpit and somebody as they're prying them away just leans over and says Amen. Right. They wrestled them into the and chair. And a curtain yeah. falls, and we go home and watch football. Look, I'm here. I, I was here. I listened. Now let me out. Please. I've done my time. <laughs> so funny. I heard That's my so mom funny. swear in church once, Jake. 
your your mother, she she's yes. never done a wrong thing in her life. I don't believe it. Had someone fired a cannon at her face point blank? <laughs> that it, yeah, but it didn't have a cannonball in it. <laughs> oh well. But but yeah, bigamy, huh? Uh, no, my mom, you tell me if you think this is offensive. On the day that uh, that my sister was uh, going on an LDS mission, uh, it was like a record cold day where my family lived. Just everything frozen over. You know how it is on the eastern seaboard back there. Frozen. And and my mom got up to uh, give her remarks, and her, the first thing she said was, I always said it would be a cold day in hell before my sister went on a mission. Ah, that's fine. That's that that's right? hilarious. Yeah, start off with a joke. That's that's hilarious for sure. <laughs> okay. No, that's that's just that's just good speech uh, speech writing one one right there. <laughs> you know, you got to get their them. Attention. You got you to get them in the tent, right? You got <laughs> you got to get their attention. That's what I'm saying. That's a uh, that's not offensive. That's a that's a woman that just knows what she's doing. <laughs> okay, good. Uh, you see, the the line was so good. How long was that ago, uh, Gordon? Uh, a while. Uh, it was many many years ago. And yeah. you remember it 100. percent I do. You recall it, and you recall the moment, and you recall Well, the I speech. busted up laughing, and I looked around, and it was funny because half the congregation busted up laughing, and then the other half were kind of like, <gasps> Well, 100% of them were listening, I'll tell you that. Uh, all right, want to remind you about our friends at Syringa Networks. Uh, they're home to complete business telecom and IT solutions backed by an industry-leading SLA that guarantees the uptime your business needs. It's effective communication for 21st century Utah. Get started now at syringanetworks.net. We are live today at RGS Construction. Find out what they can do for you, rgsutahsiding.com. They, uh, they do a little bit of everything. Basically, if it's uh, on the outside of your house, uh, they'll take care of you. rgsutahsiding.com. More Big Show coming up next, 97.5 and 1280, The Zone. This one goes out to you, Shasta Trailer, on a total request Tuesday. Uh, you're over it songs. Songs you listen to when you're over it, Wh- whatever that means uh, to you. At Austin Horton, at Jake Scott Zone, at Gordon Monson. It's brought to you by Live Nation Concerts for the latest tour news and artist insight. Uh, check them out at LiveNation.com. We are live today, Gordon, at RGS Construction and Exteriors. Uh, we'll talk to Ross. Uh, coming up here in a moment, but but you asked about people who uh, who cursed at church, and uh, this uh, uh, let's see here, uh, alive in Utah tweets in. He says, "Friend of mine knelt down to say a particular prayer into a microphone, tripped and hit his head on the microphone, and oh. said the S word into the microphone." I wonder if I was there that day. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. There's no way anybody in the congregation could actually be offended by that, right? I mean, like, oh, yes, there is. is that, no, come on. That's so funny. Everybody would have to laugh and relate in a, in a manner and move on with Mrs. Jones, who only watches BYU TV and public television, <laughs> would not care for that, Jake. <laughs> oh, that is so funny. Because there's no way he meant to do it. You know, there's there's no way he consciously said that word into the microphone. It was just a knee Well, why is that reaction. word in his vocabulary in the first place, young man? Because <laughs> it's in everybody's vocabulary. <laughs> everybody's heard the word. That's why it's known as a curse word. People know what it is. You can identify Sounds it. like you're justifying. Oh, I'm totally justifying that action. I feel for that. That's the, He made an already embarrassing situation <laughs> worse. <laughs> That's in Austin right there. That is. That's something that would happen to Austin. Uh-huh. It kind of does. <laughs> right, exactly. Something we'd similar all... happened at the at, at, at a, not a church, but a higher building than a church once. And we'll just leave it there. You know when we talk no. about Austin? Yes. When we talk about Don't Austin's Don't cut me love... off, man. <laughs> no matter where we are. Uh, when I when I we talk about the stories of Austin's luck, we often negate. The, one of the best ones where I, I would have cursed so loudly um, 
I don't know if you did, Austin, but if you if you didn't, I admire your restraint. Is the one where you spilled the oh, the yes. Dr Pepper or whatever the soda all over a bride at a wedding, <laughs> and that bride just happened to be a relative of oh I don't know one of the most powerful people in the country. Yeah, a, a man who uh, has a hatch of knowledge, as it were. Yeah. I would have cursed so loudly. I, I did not. I would have made that worse by cursing. Somebody did a lot of cursing, but it wasn't me. I was literally, I was frozen in time. It was, it was like an out of body experience, and I never, I can't describe it to you with words. I just wish that there were video of it so that people could understand the 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 the, the form of terror that courses through your veins as this poor young lady who's waited her entire life for this one moment is dripping. <laughs> dripping from the the curls of her head to the hills on her feet with Dr. Pepper. (laughs) See, and again, we get to the odds of this. Like, I'm sure Austin was a skilled server. The odds of him spilling a tray full of drinks are are probably fairly low. The odds of him spilling a tray full of drinks on somebody, even lower. Well, look, that extension cord was not plugged in the first trip that I made in there. Then I went to get a second train, came back, and someone had plugged in an extension cord right in my path, and I didn't even know him. The odds of Austin spilling a tray full of drinks on the bride are astronomical. <laughs> the, the odds of Austin spilling a tray full of drinks on the bride of Utah's first family, in a sense. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's like, that's like a zillion to one. That doesn't happen uh, to people. That doesn't happen uh, to people. Hold my Dr. Pepper. <laughs> what? 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 They explain in in detail what happened next. Uh, she bawled, just screaming, wailing, bridezilla ball, and I don't blame her at all whatsoever. The <sighs> the groom was just in complete shock with me, <laughs> like like like. Uh, what do I beat this man to death, or do I just sit here and stare at this this waiter? Is what was going through his mind. Uh, her father was none too pleased. Her mother had to, I'm not, had to be restrained <laughs> from ending my soul there and then. And I wouldn't have blamed her either. And in my head, I saw myself leaping out this second story window out onto the eighth green and just running for my life. Now, now, Austin, that, that whole scenario would be perfect for those old Southwest commercials, want to get oh, away. I mean, there was a live band, and and, <laughs> and everyone stopped and and looked at and in gasps of horror. The live band stopped playing, and everyone just looked at, in that direction as this woman wailed and screamed. And this, uh, her mother tried to kill me, and it was yeah, it was a want to get away moment. And yeah, I will. That's the well, second worst moment of my entire life. What that's was the first worst? Uh, you know. Uh, that's amazing. I can't. I can't believe that. Wait, that no, with... no, I don't know. Yes, you do. Is the worst moment to ever walk the earth. Oh well, that yeah, was no, worse. That... Yes, no. that was incredible. Yes. That, that was, was not worse than dumping Dr Pepper all over the bride. Well, it was to me. <laughs> and these stories are my children. Don't tell me which one I hate they're, more. Yeah, they're incredible. <laughs> I mean, I, I hope uh, you know. I'm hearing these incredible stories for years to come because. Uh, Actually, I don't, because most of them really don't. So so I got a a question about the specifics of it. Did you dump the the Dr. Peppers? How many were there on the tray? Uh, Upwards of 20. Uh, 20 drinks? It was a a ginormous platter. It was huge. And I thought, oh, I can only make one more trip. Look at me. I can do this. And okay, so each each they were plastic uh, cups, each glass though, was probably what twenty ounces. No, uh, that's a big. That's I think a big they were glass. twelve ounce glasses. <laughs> or big gulps. Yeah, yeah, yeah wasn't. They, they, we got them at Maverick, fan. actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we're essentially talking about uh, uh, in the neighborhood of uh, what three hundred ounces of uh, oh, no. Dr Pepper. What's twenty times twelve? Because that's oh, exactly what it sorry, is. Sorry, sorry. What is it? I don't know. Well, I don't don't know. do math on the radio. 200 plus t- uh, two, uh, t- 224, isn't it? Okay, so and, and, and did you dump them on her head, too? Did it, That's uh, where I mean, it landed. It the, landed on her head yes. and then went down across her entire gown. 240 is the answer. Yeah, yeah. It, it, they, I was literally behind her. And as I tripped over, the, and I had the, the, the tray up on my left shoulder on my hand, as I tripped <laughs> over the uh, extension cord, 
in slow motion, I tried to grab the tray with my right hand and my back fell against her and the tray then tipped towards my head, slid down my back onto her head, and then it followed a waterfall of Dr. Pepper all the way down. Yes. And and what what was her relation again? Uh, remind me to the to the one of the most powerful. Grand in the niece was the Grand relation. Yeah. Wow. You know, and then three years later, Austin gets out of Leavenworth and end of Guantanamo story. is not that bad. <laughs> I, I I can't think of any other thing. Oh, I, I can't think of any other thing that would have been worse in that moment. That's it. Unless death were involved, this is the answer. Yeah. All right. We are live uh, from RGS uh, Exteriors and Construction. We're going to get to what's going on coming up right around the corner. But our friend Ross is uh, jumping on with us now. Of course, he's the general manager here at RGS. And uh, Ross... Uh, this is more of a curiosity question for me, but uh, people staying at home more, uh, I, I would guess that, that people are a little bit more willing to invest in their home now that they're <laughs> noticing things probably. Right, right. So with the whole pandemic, a lot of people are working from home. Um, and so what we are getting a, finding out is, you know, as a construction industry, we're a viable company or yeah, whatever they call it. you know we're we're allowed to work but with we're needed it's still a housing mar- uh, housing crisis in utah right so there's not enough homes out there so people that are you know they already own homes they're home they're at home working they're looking at their houses and they're saying okay well I've, let's maybe do some of these projects and so we're busy uh, so we're getting a lot of calls people working on their projects and we're happy to help. I mean, that's we're, we're very fortunate. We feel very blessed that we are as busy as we are. Um, COVID's unique. It's we've got more work than I think we've ever had. But uh, you know, we run into the problems just like everybody out there. We have installers go down. You know, being sick, and we're extra careful. We we have all the safety precautions in place, and so we're extra careful with, with if someone's feeling sick. They're not feeling well. We want them to go get tested. You know, stay home. And so, but what that does is ultimately it. It's kind of a if for us it, it's hard because we're telling customers a certain time frame and uh, but we want to make sure customers are safe number one so it's kind of hard to predict but we're super busy right now we have lots of backlog and uh, which is great for us uh, we're happy we'll get the projects done eventually but everybody's going through the same thing as we are we we're no we're nothing uh, special when it comes to that well so. you, you guys are great because you're doing it right and and I I talked about my specific circumstance where I had you guys out to look at my gutters because I was having some issues and the issues weren't actually the gutters there was something else entirely. And I made this joke earlier that, uh, you, you know, you could have you could have taken me for a ride so easily. But in fact, you're like, hey, this specific issue is here. It's not something that uh, that we can help you with, unfortunately. And then handed me off a, a bunch of great referrals. So right. I mean, it was a great it was a great experience. Right. And we do, and we've been in business long enough to know that it, it, it serves nobody uh, to go out to somebody and sell them on something they don't need, because ultimately they're going to have the same problems they had before we went out there. And what does that do for us? Right. You know, yeah, we may have got a little bit of cash up front for something but ultimately we have a, a you know an unhappy customer and and we don't like that and that you know we're we're not going to sell somebody on something they don't need um, before we talked a little bit about uh you know finding things in the gutter so we offer leaf protection but we're not going to offer leaf protection if we know it's going to cause a problems for somebody because with leaf protection there are advantages to having leaf protection you don't have to clean out your gutter anymore but you know if there's going to be ice build up over somebody's porch you know leaf protection we're going to have to add some heat cable and we're, we're going to make sure people are understand what comes along with everything we sell this advantage is advantage of doing thing for them doing things for them and so and because we 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 want people to refer us that's our number one source of leads is referrals and uh, when you're when you're not a fly-by-night company you're not a chuck in a truck whatever you want to call it you know right. when you're actually in business to stay in business that you know you want to make sure that you're taking care of the customers first and foremost rgsutahsiding.com is where to get started rgsutahsiding.com thanks ross yep all right what's going on coming up next 97.5 and 1280 the zone